Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis. For the first time ever, joined one-on-one. We've only hung out one-on-one once before. Oh, yeah. We went for a a cup of tea together. A business lunch. And I ate all the food. (laughs) Sullivan Bo Brown. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, great. I've had such a busy morning, sorry. (laughs) I've never seen you so busy. And people kept on asking things of you, including me. Mm. It was a a lot. It was a lot. I I appreciate that you didn't ask. You probably had the most pressing thing you needed as well, (laughs) which is access to all the channels to set up the podcast. And you're just like, wait, happy happy waiting. (laughs) I got in 15 minutes before the show goes live. (laughs) Oh, could you... Give me the only thing I need <laughs> for this, to do all of this. For this live show as well. <laughs> like something that's about to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am sick of bank holidays. Oh, they're the worst. They're, they're, they're sneaky. Enough of it. They make you feel very uh, sort of like relaxed and happy and cool. And then you come back, it's not worth it. The stress yeah. isn't worth it. I and, and what's happened, just because social... Life has gone crazy. Mm. Now lockdown's over, long over. Yeah. I've got a wedding this weekend. I had a holiday last weekend. I've got to visit grandparents the weekend after this one. I've, I've had three consecutive three-day weeks. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. I'll tell you what, and as a, as a performer, it's terrible as well. I'm in rehearsals every evening. How are the rehearsals going? They're quite, they're quite mad. Mm. They're quite mad. They're very good fun. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it means my day starts at uh, 10 a.m. and finishes at 9 p.m. every day. And then you've got, uh, correct me if I'm getting this wrong, a four-hour horse ride home. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, By yeah, a yeah. carriage. And it's a very lazy horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 10 minutes down the road. <laughs> it's really lazy. I just won't buy a new one. So what have you, how do you, what's your process do you mm. discover the comedy and the sketches in the improvisation? Do you go in with, ah, I've seen, <laughs> I've, I've, I got a very funny horse driver the other day. 
I'll do a caricature of him. Well, it's it's an interesting question, actually. I mean, me and Rosie went into this process with a very, very specific thing of like, what is the worst qualities that we have that, <laughs> that we don't like to admit to? Um, so, for instance, this one sketch is about uh, uh, an ex moving on after you've broken up with them. Uh But they moved on too quick, Mm. even though you broke up with them. Uh, That is something that, you know, happened to me. An ex moved on and is now engaged. I'm very happy for them, but I'm also silently furious Mm. Uh, because they moved on way too quick. What what is, like, how you broke up with them and then... And then they moved on and now have a very happy life. How quick was the engagement? I think it was about six months after (gasps) we broke up. To get engaged? Yeah, yeah. They went out found someone, yep. fell in love with them, mm-hmm. and, now and in- then got engaged. And they're going to be married soon, I think. Oh, my Lord. She was picking out dresses the other day, according to her Instagram story. Mm. But I was unreasonably furious, given that <laughs> I had entirely ended the relationship. No, but, like, how long were you going out for? Only, like, three months. Oh, it's, it's not much. It's only a short That thing. is, yeah, okay, yeah, that, we'd, that's we'd different. Pretty much just sort of become boyfriend and girlfriend, and then I was like, nah, well, yeah, actually... That was a bad move. Because if it was three years and then they were engaged six months after, I'd be like, did, did that, I know I broke up with you, but did it not mean anything? No, yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly it. Mm. That's exactly it. In fact, that that line is in the sketch. <laughs> As that line is in the sketch. And uh, and yeah, it's basically poking poking our own egos and going like, we're, we're stupid, aren't we? What's, what's Rose's worst trait that you're exploiting? <sighs> Oh, so many, <laughs> <laughs> so many. Really, I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, it, it, John Gracie put it perfectly, which is just why are all these stage directions so horny? Oh, what? That's what. It, and Rosie's Rosie's sketches, especially, are very charged, very wow. charged. And and she looks back on them land like, oh God, I was going through a time when I was writing these, wasn't I? Because <laughs> some of them are ridiculous. So many ones where me and Rosie have to kiss. Do you, do you think she wants you? No, because she... <laughs> is this thing... some really like roundabout way <laughs> to get us to fall in love? Yeah, <laughs> to make it rosy, Bo Brown. <laughs> well, maybe, but um, but I, she, I mean, she did say just before we had to do our first stage kiss, which we'd never done before. Oh. Went to drum school and everything, never done it. And you've uh... never done a stage kiss with anyone. Oh, I've done stage oh. kisses with oh, lots of, of people. Course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Course, they insist. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and this is the point where kissing... No. no it's it's not... a tragedy. <laughs> it's a tragedy. There's no kissing in this one. You're oh, my mum. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Judy Dench, leave me alone. Um, no. Um, but no, with uh, I've never done it with Rosie. <laughs> never done it with Rosie. And she was like, this is like kissing my brother. And I was like, yeah, it is like kissing my sister. It's weird. Well, you know, if you go on certain parts of the internet, that is all the rage. <laughs> Absolutely. Chuck absolutely. a step in front of the word, and apparently it's, <laughs> it's absolutely going crazy. Fine. It's absolutely yeah. fine then. Yeah. Well, let's get into the main show yep. on that. No easy segue. Uh, so, yeah, here's, uh, here's, here's, here's Dynamite. Yeah, God damn it. Our opening topic is sort of like the last half hour of this episode, mm. which which was probably one of the worst half hours <laughs> of Dynamite they've ever done. Yeah. 
it started with this Varsity Blondes promo mm-hmm. and a Julia Hart. Well, I did, she, it looks. It felt like she just hung around for <laughs> a segment longer than she should have. Yes, I don't know why she was still in the ring afterwards. The angle was over. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. It was like she was a bit. She didn't know where to go back to. Yeah, like there's sometimes like, oh wow, what an interweaving universe. Yeah. Everything overlaps and interconnects. But this time I was like, I think Julia got lost. <laughs> She doesn't know where she is. She's seen everything with only one eye for so long. It's the depth perception. She she's trying to get out of the ring, but the ropes. My uh, my lady partner. This is mm. oh, this is a disgusting story. Makes oh. me cringe. She went to the dentist once, mm-hmm. and there is a one in a thousand chance that the dentist will hit a nerve in your cheek, and it happened to her. And just the, like for for a couple of hours, oh, whole no. side of the face went numb, and they put an eye patch over her eye. Not because like her eye was in danger, mm. just but but because like her eye would droop, <laughs> and it would look weird in yeah. the street. Yeah. So she's like, okay, don't worry about it. This happens. She walks back. She goes to press the crossing button of the traffic lights. Mm. Cannot get it because <laughs> the yeah she's... there's no depth perception. Oh, that's I had amazing. to go downstairs and get the lift for her. <laughs> anyway, that's brilliant. <laughs> This this is kind of separate. This is yeah, when the show started yeah. to fall apart. Then we yeah, actually yeah. got a banging match, which we'll talk about later. Oh, oh, oh. match of the match of the night. That yeah, was fantastic. Dante Martin versus Ray Phoenix, oh. and then we got the well, an an excellent John Silver promo against CM Punk. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Short Just, and sweet. Yeah, it had all the blue smarties. <laughs> he was very excited. Yeah, and then we got two segments to close the show. The mm. first of which was. An on-ramp, you know, top of the entrance ramp promo with Thunder Rosa first. Mm-hmm. She comes out and she, you know, pretty one-dimensional material. Yep. I'm the best women's wrestler in the world. I want to make AEW women's wrestling the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would travel everywhere to watch Serena D wrestle when I was coming up. Yeah, Calls her out. This is going to be the title program at the pay-per-view. Serena Deeb says some stuff back. Mm-hmm. And the crowd are pretty flat. Yeah, because they've not built up to this at all. I mm. mean, like, who cares? Oh, great. You know, it, 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 you can't have two people constantly agreeing if they were meant to be in conflict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be, this is all going to be great. I felt like it was, I felt like it was AEW somewhat saying like, uh, yeah, don't stop, stop criticizing us, please. Mm. Weird, you know, we're trying, but I don't think they are trying very hard and they're not doing very well. well that, do we give them the benefit of the doubt? Mm-hmm. And do, do, let's just say AEW are trying really hard mm-hmm. because you can't deny they gave them that promo yep. in front of the live crowd, main evented with a women's match, mm-hmm. but they're not, they're not very good at it. <laughs> That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is, yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, is this like a nefarious plot where AEW want to destroy women's wrestling? Mm-hmm. Of course it is. No, no. I'm starting to think they're just not very good at booking it. Yeah. But why? Why? It can't be that much harder than booking... It's going to be the same as booking the men's division. Why is it different? There's no differences <laughs> between biological gender. No. We all know that. We all know that. <laughs> but, why, you know, why not... Why not just build it up in, mm. in, in, with the same tenacity? You know, and you know, like Thunder Rose is amazing. Yeah, you could do so much with her. Serena Deeb's really great. They're both brilliant wrestlers. You could do so much with them. But I just don't feel like there's no heat for this match. Yeah, I. It's hopefully it will build, and 
I think part of it is because Serena Deeb, a lot of her momentum has come from when she caught fire mm-hmm. in November. Yeah. With the Sheeda feud, and then there was the challenge, and like, oh, yeah, this is good. And oh, but that was actually five months ago, maybe <laughs> even six. Yeah. Uh, she had a few wins since then, like in recent mm-hmm. months, but it's not enough to recapture that. Mm. And with Rosa, again, hasn't actually had a few, like a story, a meaty one, yep. since winning the title. And I love Thunder Rosa. Mm. I'm so happy she's champion. But her in-ring promos don't seem to work as well mm-hmm. as when it's a pre-recorded one mm-hmm. and she's shouting at yep. the camera. Yep. I think those are great. Mm. But whenever she comes out in front of the live crowd, because we've had this about three, four weeks in a row now where she mm. does it, it just doesn't connect. Yeah, and the crowd want to mm. like it as well. They're with her, but they're just, they've got nothing to react to. Do you know something I picked up on when they were having their tete-a-tete? Yeah. Thunder Rosa kept speaking in the pauses. <laughs> Did you notice this? Like, no, 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 I didn't notice this. I didn't notice this. So Serena Deeb is saying, like, I'm, you know... I want to make women's wrestling the best there is. Mm -hmm. And Rosa would go in the break, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Deeb would go, I'm I'm better than you. I'm next level. And Thunder Rosa would say, that's your opinion. Like she's she's always trying to have... It's it's like, no, this isn't a conversation. (laughs) It's like a speech. You're going to be like riling up the crowd as if they're like, you know, trying to get Mm. them on your side. Mm. You know, imagine if, like, just, like, a presidential debate... I suppose you would get these nowadays, maybe. But a presidential debate where somebody was just constantly... just Like, they were just constantly heckling each other midway through. Yeah, you like, uh, what does Biden do that? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, brother, no. <laughs> but, you know, this... The, whatever. Yeah. Hopefully it gets better. They can have a proper angle next week. Yeah. That, in conjunction with the actual main event, is what really sort of, to me, exposed this bad approach that AEW have towards the women's division. Mm. And that is, the main event was Deonna Perrazzo versus Mercedes Martinez. Mm-hmm. This was to unify the Women's Ring of Honor Championships. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes Martinez won it at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Deonna Perrazzo was the existing champion, but she couldn't make that show. Mm-hmm. Still don't know why. Yeah, very odd. <clears throat> anyway, they have this match, and... The crowd do not really react. Yep. They're not booing it. They're not like being douchebags. But no. let's be honest, Mercedes Martinez has had four matches mm. on Dynamite or Rampage since she, de- she, debu- she debuted in mm. December. Mm. Deonna Perrazzo has never appeared on AEW. Mm. And she does great work on Impact. She's a great wrestler. But, you know, she was sort of a background player in NXT and barely on WWE main roster. It's not yeah. like she's got this big audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So two people who the audience really have no connection to, yep. with no store, like no blood feud emotional yeah. story, for another ch- another promotion's title, mm. bearing in mind, no, well, no disrespect intended, I'm just saying this as I see the matter, the Women's Ring of Honor Championship was never, like, a big thing. That's, no. like, something that happened in the last four or five years. Yeah. Sort of begrudgingly, I've always <laughs> thought, like, as if New Japan were to introduce a women's championship. It's not sort of part of their history or DNA. Mm. So they're feuding against another 
Companies Championship that isn't actually that prestigious yep. or it hasn't been built up to the level of something else. And they, you know, have an okay match, I mm. thought. Mm. Not the level of a normal main event. Absolutely. We, we, and I think what you need is at least a couple of weeks, at least like two or three weeks of build-up where you have Mercedes Martinez coming out and like, you know, parading herself as the as the Ring of Honor Women's Champion and maybe talking about how she wants to take on the AW Women's Division and all this and the other. And then uh, uh, Donna Donna Peruzzo. Peruzzo? I say Perazzo. Perazzo, Perazzo. You're right, you're I right. could be wrong, though. You're right. I had it written down in my notes and then they've gone off the screen and I couldn't remember her name. <laughs> uh, Donna Perazzo coming out and then challenging her and going like, mm. you're not the Ring of Honor. That's all you need. I've done it. I've fixed the storyline for you. And that has instantly way more context. Otherwise, it's just a match. And you don't know. I, I had no idea about the fact that there was uh, two championships. I was just like, oh, is this just a separate women's championship that was sort of like a, maybe a different weight class? This is really interesting. <laughs> because last week I was saying stuff like this. Like, I think AEW needs to, you know, it's not a problem yet, but... Be wary of having too many championships. They've not mm -hmm. really been built up with video packages or anything. And Luke was like, oh, Ollie, there's no <laughs> such thing as a casual fan. <laughs> but you, you've, you're not really watching Ring of Honor. No. Nope. Especially not over the last couple of years. Oh, 100%. No, yeah. Ever since AEW came along, I've not paid attention to Ring of Honor at all. So you had no idea. Yeah. There were two, there was an undisputed championship thing to take place anyway. No, yeah. It was just suddenly, okay, it's to, to, to unify the championships. Okay, I don't know what this is, but all right, all right. <laughs> and did did they do enough in the match to get you sort of hooked in? Not a, no, not, not really. <laughs> but like, I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the match. It was yeah, fine. it was a fine match. It was a fine match, absolutely fine. But, like, without any context, it's just, a, it's just another match. It's just another match. It, it, if I don't know why the, the people in the match are fighting and why they, they are they are having some kind of dispute then without the conflict it's just two people fighting and that can be entertaining in and of itself even though even if you don't really know why it's got to have some kind of stakes um that is that is and shown the importance of those stakes like, i don't know how important the ring of honor women's championship is now it is now given the state of ring of honor in its relationship with AEW and everything i don't know whether really that sort of is that sort of seen as a secondary title to the AEW's Women's Championship? I don't really know. I I need these things clarified, otherwise mm. I can't get invested. Um, I think for me, like if you if you don't build up that story, then it's just another match. It's just another match, and I could be watching anyone wrestling. I totally agree. Mm. So I'm just going to play devil's advocate because mm -hmm. we've we do have like examples of AEW just chucking stuff. Yeah on screen and everyone going, oh my God, that was actually mind blowing. Yeah. So plenty of occasions where we've had unknowns come in mm -hmm. and steal the show. Yeah. Because they just put on an amazing match. Yes. And more recently in terms of the Ring of Honor stuff, you had Samoa Joe mm -hmm. come on uh, the, the week after the ROH pay-per-view yeah. and defend his TV title against Minoru Suzuki. Mm. Huge, oh, huge yeah. reaction. Awesome. Interestingly, did not do well in the ratings. Really? So I don't know what that says, mm. but that's just like, oh, that that's a little data point that maybe yeah, should yeah. be paid attention to. But I, for those, those don't work for me because first off, well, I don't think the women had the kind of match mm -hmm. they needed to have to get people who had no idea about the situation into it. Yeah. 
It was only 10 minutes long. Three, four minutes of that was in commercial. Yep. Just not long enough, really. Mm -hmm. And Perazzo is a wrestler who, like, she takes time to tell stories. Mm. And a lot of the early parts of her matches are, you know, not boring, but, just... but they are building. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but with with the Ring of Honor TV title, it's Suzuki and Joe. Yeah. I th that That is a level of star power outside of AEW that is instantly recognizable. Exactly. Exactly. Because even if you don't <clears throat> know, even if you are a, a, a relatively, like a really casual wrestling fan, you've just picked up some WWE stuff, mm. let's say, and you don't know who Suzuki is, you know who Samoa Joe is. And, you know, he's... He's such a huge star and he's such an imposing presence. And then you see Suzuki and Suzuki just looks <laughs> terrifying. He just looks so scary. Um, and it's a remarkable thing because I've never seen anyone be scary because their hair is scary. Yeah, but he does have scary hair. I remember when he had his hair versus hair match. Mm. I think it was against Goto. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to shave Suzuki's head. And they shaved his head. And I was like, oh, my God, he's scarier. Because <laughs> he was just sitting there smiling. Yeah. No, I think he shaved his own head. Like, he grabbed it off of the person and just started shaving. I was like, ah! This was the opposite of what was meant to happen. <laughs> this is going to be humiliating. Yeah. It's made you more powerful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, yeah, I think I think it's, 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 it's not comparable because I, I don't think that, you know, even, even a casual WWE viewer, they might recognise... Uh, Perazzo, but I, I like. Will they like? Will they be that invested comparatively to Samoa Joe, who had a not incredible uh, uh, main roster run, but certainly a really good on NXT run, and then uh, you know, and he was certainly a presence on the main roster yeah. for a long time. So, uh, yeah, I just wish this was all a bit better. Mm. I feel sorry for the women in the AEW's women's division because it just it could be better, and it's not. Yeah, I use the caption on the thumbnail for my other video today, set up to fail. Mm. I feel like this was, like, it, it, just wait, it, I think this is genuinely bad booking because on paper, anyone could tell, not a lot of people could immediately see the flaws in this going ahead. Mm -hmm. And that's a mistake AEW rarely make. Yeah. I know I've sort of been down on AEW over the last couple of months, but it's mostly because they're not, this insanely high level that they were last yeah. year for me. Mm. But by and large, they don't do things wrong. No, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just stuff that's not 100% to my taste. It's yeah. only like hitting 70 or 80. Mm -hmm. But this, I think, and the Satnam Singh thing a couple of weeks ago, like, mm. no, that, that's actually bad booking. Yes, absolutely. And it, it's interesting because I, I came out of this uh, Dynamite <laughs> really thinking like, oh, well, that was just another show that I've mm. watched, which I don't, usually feel coming out of dynamite i love watching dynamite i get very excited watching dynamite and i get excited every single time i you know it started and there will always be really good matches there was a fantastic match in this show um there'll be really fun segments but it's yeah it was just fine this one yeah, yeah. mercedes won by the way if mm -hmm. anyone was keeping track This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's see what you all think on the Omega Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get them in. We'll answer every single one over five US dollars. None of your stinking Aussie bugs. <laughs> Charles Berg. That was the worst episode of Dynamite AEW have ever done. Badly booked segments, and that House of Black segment was hilarious. <laughs> Brody King was wrong. House of Black is the Wish.com version of itself. Oh, no. What does that even mean? Oh, I've never seen something cool become goofy so fast. This is a bit harsh. I didn't, I didn't take against House of Black that bad yeah. at all. I, I didn't think it was that yeah. terrible. The, the only thing that confused me was I was initially... I had seen earlier that it was that, you know, they were going to be calling... The Varsity Blondes were going to be calling out the House of Black. But the only thing that confused me was that I thought it was going to be a match mm. that was going to happen. And then it was just, just a regular fight. Yeah. Just a normal fight. Brian Pillman called them out. <laughs> they appeared and he just went... <laughs> oh, yeah, what a baby face. <laughs> the rich... The Rick Petch... I laughed at the start of the Tony, Ruby, Britt, Jamie segment, as Luke called it the other week. They just keep adding people to it, although they did also swap sides. I'm tired of this story, despite loving the talent. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> this is another thing. I would say Tony, Ruby, Britt, Jamie, they're in the top five of yep. the women's division. The last month, all they've done is a two-minute backstage talking segment with Tony Schiavone. Yep. And it is the same thing every week. Yep. There's no the, the story isn't moving on. It's not happening. Like put 
one of them in a match mm. if you really want and then you can have shenanigans you can have people doing that like, beating them down after a match or something anything Give me more that, shenanigans it'd be great to have some shenanigans yeah. something something to build up some heat for this because just two people talking and going i don't like you mm. well I don't like you either. It's not enough. It's not a story. Do you think they should sort of interrupt each other in the breaks? <laughs> well, well yeah. I should say that. <laughs> Brian Moore. Sully has been around the office so much that he should have had his own level in the Randy games. Oh. I've always thought the problem in AEW's women's division is lack of star power and experience. Most of the division had no prior TV experience like the men. I think in the early days of AEW, a lot of the men... Male wrestlers had no TV experience. Either. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. If you had to have a level in the Randy games, what would you challenge Randy at? I would challenge. Oh, uh, penalty shootout. Because uh, he discussed it. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a he's a goalkeeper, mm. and I'm not very good at football. <laughs> I thought we but... didn't do it because you said that you'd destroy him too much. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I want to give him a chance. Mm. <laughs> you seen these legs? They're Maybe. huge. <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. Randy Games 2023. <laughs> it's going to Saudi Arabia. They paid us the money. <laughs> they paid us the money. <laughs> Sorry. Any of the criticism about WWE going to Saudi Arabia, that's been deleted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bad one, uh, Jam Beard. I couldn't disagree more about the women. I thought the Rosa D promo was good because it felt real. Was it blow away great? No, it wasn't, but it didn't have to be. It's the same with the main event. It was a very good match that didn't need to be fantastic. I think, you know what, that's that's fine if you feel that way. I'm very glad that you enjoyed it, definitely. But I, I personally disagree. Yeah, yeah. Same. I think yeah. it did need to. There is a, there is a quality, there is a bar mm -hmm. you expect from a Dynamite main event. Yeah. And this was... Not it. Yeah. Let's get back into the episode of Dynamite. Mm -hmm. The good stuff. Yes. Man. <laughs> men, mm. lovely men. <laughs> <laughs> so it opened with Bobby Fish taking on Jeff Hardy mm -hmm. in uh, what? Not a great match. No, <laughs> <laughs> not a brilliant match. And a match where I was like, I don't think either of you are going to win this tournament. Yeah, so I yeah. don't really care who goes through. Like it doesn't. I think you're going to be first round fodder for whoever you're going to be. But but hey, you know there was. Uh, it, I mean, like you know. Jeff Hardy's still unbelievably over just because he's Jeff Hardy. Mm -hmm. um, I always think, I always think that when I watch Jeff Hardy wrestle, he must have such sweaty legs. Oh, because of the long trousers. Because the long trousers. Yeah. Because I, I remember wearing those jeans back in the nineties when they were cool, uh, and I suppose they come back to being cool again maybe now. Um, they were horribly sweaty, even mm. just walking around. Yeah. If you're wrestling in them, oof, that's rough. It's going to be a drippy gooch, <laughs> isn't it? Trippy Gooch Jeff, they call it. <laughs> <laughs> I the, there was a bit in this match where he did his Jeff did his sort of yeah. jump off the top turnbuckle mm -hmm. and he kind of flipped and twisted in there and pretty much missed Bobby Fish. I thought Bobby <laughs> Fish was really good in this match. Yeah, and then Fish was just like ah my head, <laughs> and he made he made, he sold it so well. Yep. I believed he hit him. Yes, but when Hardy was in midair, you know those those videos of 
It's done like graphics, and mm. it's just physics failing in video games. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's how Jeff Hardy moves these days. <laughs> it doesn't quite work. No, no. <laughs> uh, I, Adam Cole was on commentary, uh, mm -hmm. which did add a really good layer of all the members of the elite. No, yeah. sorry, the Undisputed Era mm. are going to qualify. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. Yeah. Um, but... And Bobby Fish had a good go at it. I thought he really came back at the end. But Jeff Hardy hit one of his... Yeah. Why Why does he hit the Swanton Bombs properly these days? Yeah, I don't know. It's. Yeah, I mean, like... I, I, <coughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he used to gently, gently yeah. touch them. I and now he's like... It's like a belly flop <laughs> yeah, when he's back. I don't think he's got the mobility anymore, mm. maybe. Uh, so Jeff Hardy advances. Young Bucks came down afterwards mm -hmm. and sort of had a, a stare down with the Hardys yep. and then helped Bobby Fish. Yeah. So that was, that was a nice bit of storyline progression. Yeah, a nice little tease. This match is probably going to happen at some point. It's happened before uh, for the Ring of Honor titles when I was watching Ring of Honor. Um, and and that was really fun. So mm. that'd be really fun to, to have that again. And also keeping the Undisputed Elite. They're, they're still yeah. working together. Yes, yes, yes. We might as well do this now because later on in the show, it was announced that the, the bracket would have Jeff Hardy mm. taking on Darby Allen. Yep. Darby Allen was with Sting in the crowd watching on. Mm -hmm. um, and they cut this promo, Darby and Sting. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a promo. How long did it last? 15 seconds? This was... <laughs> You want to do another take? No, I think no. we got that. No, we got that. <laughs> no, we just said one more everything track. we wanted to say. <laughs> so, so Darby said three sentences. I haven't got them here, but it's yeah, essentially yeah. been waiting for this for a long time. Writes itself. It's going to be a special night. And that was it. Yep. The the crux of the promo was can't be bothered. Yeah. And then I think Sting saw I was like, oh my God, I thought you were going to say something more. Um, uh, and he panics. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, uh, I know Darby's going to pull out all the stops. I know you're going to pull out all the stops. <laughs> and then Sting doesn't know what to say. So he just repeats what Darby said. It's going to be a special night. <laughs> That's absolutely what happened. Yeah. That's absolutely what happened. It's so weird. It was so unnecessary. Yeah, you could have showed anything else in that time because it would have been more didn't mean anything. It was a worse promo than Rose's, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Do you want to have any predictions for the Owen Hart Cup? We've got all the brackets. Yes, now. we've got. Uh, well, I think Darby Allen's going over. Yeah, Darby Allen's going to beat uh, Jeff Hardy because the Hardys can have the match against the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who else have we got? We got. There is uh, Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. Oh, Adam Cole's going to be winning that. I know, but I really want Dax. <laughs> I would love Dax. But I think to, to unless Dax is... Oh, sorry there. <laughs> I accidentally, accidentally clicked on my little, my little fancy thing here. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I love Dax as well, but... Um, I, I agree. Cole's I, I, yeah, Cole's going to win. Cole's going to win. Unless unless it was going to be some amazing victory for Dax. Mm. That would be great, but I mean it's not going to happen. Um and then we got well, Ray Phoenix as we find out later on, uh versus Carlo Riley, I think. Okay, well you'd imagine Ray Phoenix as well. And then Samoa Joe versus the Joker. 
Yeah, exciting. Yeah. Any any ideas for Joker? Well, this is the thing I was trying to think. I honestly, I I can't. I don't have the faintest clue as to who it could be. Mm. I'm trying to wrap my brain for all of the WWE releases <laughs> that you know may have sort of like been exciting initially because they you know they were released and oh, we'll see them in AEW and then it just didn't really happen and they went and did something else or they just didn't they you know laid low for a while. But I can't think of anyone. Can you think of anyone? Well, I don't think it's Bray Wyatt. Yeah. This doesn't feel like the time to bring in Bray. No. Uh, I think whoever it is will advance because Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal can cost in the match. Mm -hmm. that That's an already built-in story. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Oh, yes. Makes that. Really oh, my chance. God. And then it's Gargano Cole in the final. <laughs> <laughs> now, that'd be very good. That's I didn't what... even think of that. If it's Gargano, it's got to be Gargano versus Cole. Yeah. That'd be incredible. Because I was also thinking O'Reilly Cole, but yep. I, don't, I don't really want to see that uh, now. Yeah. But Gargano Cole. Could be Gargano versus O'Reilly. Uh, could beat Ray Phoenix. It, yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. in the semis, Gargano yeah. has to go through NXT circa 2019. <laughs> or he has a great match with Ray Phoenix. Either way, yeah, we're winning. Either way. Um, the other person, Cesaro. Yeah, which would be great. He'd be but great, guess anyone. All good, all good shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that, so back at the start of the show, we got the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, This yes. is kind of their slot now. We've mm. got the opening match, and then Blackpool Combat Club have a trios squash match. Yep. Uh, they were excellent, as always. We had a clip of William Regal's The Scars We've Left On You promo that yeah. went up on the sort of Road 2 show mm. the day before, which is an excellent promo so good yeah so good i love that the video is mainly william regal beating up wheeling Utah. <laughs> 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 just thinking like and he sort of justified it in the commentary william regal was like well you got to know how to take a bloody good hiding if you're going to be a professional wrestler but so i was thinking you're just teaching him how to be beaten up <laughs> don't lie That's the william. way it was <laughs> Also, William Regal. Oh, sorry, no, I won't move on to the commentary yet. But yes, no, you can. The, you can. Uh, you can go commentary. I was just going to say on the on the commentary, William Regal says to uh, Excalibur, who he just calls what is it, Man in the Mask or something. Yeah. He just says, "You look scrumptious on your profile tonight. Scrummy, scrummy, scrummy. Oh, oh, oh." You would think that would be a, a disconnect in tone, wouldn't you? I'm yeah. beating up this guy. Yeah, I'm such a tough man. Yeah. As soon as he's on commentary. Oh, you look lovely, darling. <laughs> I I read um, I read on Reddit someone commented this something like the sexual chemistry between Excalibur and William Regal is like it's as thick as vanilla cheesecake, <laughs> and they want to eat all of it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> William Regal on commentary is one of my favourite yeah. things. He's so good because he puts over both teams as mm. well. Like he really he really puts over. Uh, Butcher and Blade and um, and Helico, like absolutely brilliantly. When he got in Helico's name right, yeah, yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah. did, he did, yeah, do that. yeah. But he was like, you know, he talked about how he, you know, learnt the British style of wrestling and things yeah. like that, and that was really, it was really, oh, it was great. No. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. It was that no disrespect against Regal for the Helico thing. It was yeah, just yeah. funny listening to him miss every time <laughs> which is how i usually pronounce words too so it was like angelico and then angel co i thought oh he's angelico he's wrong every time <laughs> angelico is my favorite <laughs> this was a good match yeah uh, butcher and blader awesome and helico has that 
British sort of submission style mm. escapology stuff that works really well with Danielson. But yeah, of course, Blackpool Combat Club one. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> of course. And, and I, I feel like they're the most sort of hot mm. faction in AEW right now. They're the ones who they they don't even have like a a big feud that they're doing right now. They're just beating people up. They're my favorite thing in wrestling, in all of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I think they need a story now. Yeah. Because the pay per view is three weeks out. Mm -hmm. So now's time for something proper. Wheeler Utah, it was announced, will wrestle in the Best of the Super Juniors tournament That's over in New Japan, which mm -hmm. is awesome. But that means he'll be out um, for about two weeks at the end of the month. Mm. So you got to think Moxley and. Danielson will have a straight up tag feud. Yep. Maybe Yuda returns last moment. Yep. That'd be, good. That'd, be good. That'd be very good fun. Uh, speaking of the tag stuff, the main tag title feud right now is Jurassic Express versus Team Taz. Mm -hmm. And Jungle Boy challenge Ricky Starks for the FTW title for next week. Yep. So that, that feels to me like the tag title match is that at the pay-per-view? I guess so, because they've got no time to build mm. up something else. I mean, I I always feel like FTW matches are never like overly interesting because I always feel like they're always gonna it's gonna stay in Team Taz. Yeah, surely you don't give Jungle Boy the FTW <laughs> championship. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, it's got it's got to stay on Ricky Stark. So I. I don't know. Maybe they'll be able to put on a really good match because they're great wrestlers, but like, I don't know whether I'll be as invested in the actual result because I kind of know who's going to win. Well, here's my addition to this. Mm -hmm. Because after that, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland cut a promo and they say, we've got business, unfinished yeah. business with Team Taz. Mm. Do you think this could be a three-way tag feud that'd at be the pay-per-view? That would be really great. Mm. I would love that. I'd I'd gobble that up. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that'd be a, if that is the case. I'd be very very happy because, uh, and I'm glad that they didn't just drop that story because they have been feuding for a little. You know, they've been mm. having quite a few matches, uh, and I'm glad they didn't just go. Oh well, I'm sure the crowd, you know, everyone will forget it. They they addressed it. Uh, it was a bit odd, um, but hopefully it can become a like a yeah three way tag tag match at the pay per view. It'd be great. I think it'll be a hell of a match. Yeah. It is the second pay-per-view in a row, though, if they go that direction. This is just us speculating. Mm. Where Jurassic Express have been in a match of somebody else's feud. Because <laughs> the revolution, it was Bucks versus Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express. Yep. Which was all about Bucks, Red Dragon. Yep. This one, it's mainly Team Taz versus Leon Strickland. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the tag division... The Hardys, the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, Danielson and Moxley, FTR. Yeah. These three teams involved around the tag titles, they're not even in the top five most over tag acts. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a... Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a serious problem. And I think uh, they shouldn't lose the tag titles to these, either of these teams mm. necessarily, but like <clears throat> get the belts off them, yeah. maybe. Or build them up to have a good, interesting story. Either one. Speaking of interesting stories, something that was unequivocally fantastic. Yeah. Wardlow versus MJF's <sighs> latest hired gun, W. Morrissey. Oh, so good. Wardlow looks so cool. He's more cool every week. Yeah. 
The fact that he's got no entrance. Yeah. He's got he's got handcuffs. He's got security oh, all around him. He looks so dangerous. He yeah. looks so scary, but also so cool. Mm. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I love, I love the way that this is being presented. I, I actually never want him to ever have. I wanted to always be like. <laughs> I want to have an entrance. I yeah. want to be handcuffed and like, like have to be like, or like, like an animal let out on chains. It's fantastic. Like when they get the tea. They they feed the T Rex. I guess that's yeah. the wrong way round. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, when they handcuff that goat. <laughs> yeah, but okay, yeah, that's how you put his opponents in the ring. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it, this was uh, and oh, and you know what? It's lovely that uh, W Morrissey because he, he he obviously had a lot of uh, personal mm. issues and now he's back. He looks great. Oh my god, doesn't he? Oh my, it's, that oh. is a. It's a hot bod. It's a hot bod. It's a real you hot bod. Can't teach that bod. <laughs> you can't teach it. Um, and yeah, it was. It was a really. It was a. It was a fun match. I was surprised at the finish because mm. um, I didn't expect any one powerbomb. But I mean, the right person won. So yeah, I I don't mind the one powerbomb because mm-hmm. Wardlow usually symphony of powerbombs. Yeah, Morrissey took a lot of the match. Mm. More so than Lance Archer the previous week. Mm. And I, th- I thought Morrissey, big cast, by the way, if you mm. didn't make the connection, looked great. And it was almost to me like Wardlow doing one powerbomb was almost like a sign of respect. Mm. Yeah, And it was impressive to get him up in the first place. Yeah, I would have, the only thing I would have changed would have just been to have a few spots leading up to that mm-hmm. where Wardlow tries and he can't get him up. Yeah. Because then, like, when you actually do hit it, it feels like an actual struggle. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but <laughs> there was a we want Enzo, <laughs> no we don't join chant. And genuinely, both sides were as loud as each other. Yeah. It was really Do you want Enzo? I want oh, it. It's difficult. It's really <laughs> difficult. It's really, really difficult. He is amazing on the mic. He's mm. amazing on the mic. I don't think he should necessarily wrestle. Uh, I don't... It, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Do you want Enzo? I I think he's such a good promo. Yeah. I think he's one of the best sort of non-wrestling performers mm. in, in recent times. Um, and actually, he can sell. Yeah, because that's all he did in developmental. <laughs> yeah. He can really ragdoll himself around. Oh, 100%. Um, but yeah, Luke genuinely thought it was going to be Enzo last week. <laughs> that it was all a misdirect. <laughs> oh, that's how you'd misdirect is that you'd go for yeah. the teeny tiny man. It's like, what? But why? Why, why do <laughs> MJF wants to beat Wardlow? <laughs> so after that, Wardlow and. and what works so great about this feud mm. is it's not just awesome week to week, but every week it's just a, a next progression. Yep. And here we got sort of the move into the final act, mm-hmm. really, because Wardlow's had enough. He starts beating up so much security. That was such a good... Oh, when the second batch of security comes in, <laughs> he just starts beating <laughs> them up too. Because you really expect at that point, okay, they're going to calm him down and they're going you know, to restrain him. But he just beat them all up as well. <laughs> you can feel the crowd like getting louder and louder yeah. for it. Oh. And then MJF said, okay, you're going to get a match with me. Mm. Uh, if you win, I'll release you from your contract. But you have to agree to some conditions which I'll announce next week in our contract signing mm-hmm. in Long Island, New York. Yeah. Which is where he's from. Mm. Rhode Island? No, it is Long Island. Long Island. Yes. yes. Rhode Island's a state. <laughs> and that sort of uh, 
that episode last year when he did the his hometown show against CM Punk. One of the most fun bits I've ever seen yeah. in a wrestling show. <laughs> so really looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what his conditions are mm. to level the playing field in a sense. What conditions do you think? I honestly don't know. I'm trying to think about what advantage he could... Maybe no power bombs. So thematically, because as we saw in the Punk MJF feud, uh, the microphone from the very the, the microphone and the handshake mm-hmm. was set up right at the start. Yeah, and they they wove that in beautifully near the end. Mm. So thematically, the the bits they're hitting a lot is a pig. You're a pig. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're gonna do like swine or. <laughs> The, the mud <laughs> like the kennel from hell yeah, yeah. but with pigs um but the handcuffs yeah so maybe there is a handcuff element to wardlow and then you get the yes i'm a big fan of that yeah uh we got the compulsory all the women standing in the rose segment backstage yep. lovely stuff Already spoken about hangman page came out for a promo next yeah. CM Punk not in the building because apparently he was filming a TV show. Mm. And Hangman, you naughty little heel. Yeah. He was mean. He was a mini babini. What's going on? He was, he was, Adam. He, he said things like, your beloved CM Punk. What's going on here? He, become a beanie? he said there'd be no handshake, no masturbatory Bret Hart match. What were, what were FTR thinking in the back? It was a great match. Yeah. Thank you very much. And who doesn't like Bret Hart? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he looked at a fan in the crowd who was wearing a punk shirt and he mm. said, when I'm done with him, you'll have to, you'll want a refund for that shirt. Yeah. And it was like, it felt like, oh my God, Hangman is cutting promos on fans in the crowd. Yeah. It was, I'm not saying it's a heel turn. Far from it. No, no. I no. just think he's decided to position himself as a heel here. Yeah. The, yeah, the bad guy. He's leaning towards it. It's weird. It's really, really... Mm. I didn't expect this. I thought, if anything, this was going to be the opportunity, <coughs> and maybe it still is, maybe the actual match will be, for Punk to turn heel if they mm. wanted to or something like that. But maybe because, you know, he's been sort of always, constantly since he returned to AEW, sort of teasing the idea of turning heel. Um, but, you know, never gone with it because the crowd is so with him. But... Yeah, well, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, if he actually wrestles, if he if he goes full heel, I'd be, I would love to see a heel Adam Page, but mm. I don't know whether I want more build up than this. But yeah, yeah, it's I don't know what the issue is between them besides the title. Yeah, but of course, Hangman did say he's probably off filming another TV show. Mm. Isn't that ironic? Mm. Of course, Punk said a lot of the same criticisms to those part timers back in the early teens. Yeah. So we'll see where they go with this. I'm, but I must admit, I'm very intrigued. Mm. I didn't think this was bad or a, a, a misjudged decision at all. I'm very no. excited. Yeah. Mm. It, it, it's, it sort of piqued my curiosity a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh had a promo ahead of Rampage. Santana and Chris Jericho, I thought, had a hell of a match. Yeah. Sort of a blood feud in a circle implosion. Yeah. I kind of forgot that the JAS and... Eddie Kingston were a thing. I was just like, yes, Jericho and Santana. Yeah. I thought, I'm such a big fan of Santana. I, yeah. I thought he was really good in this. He actually convinced me a couple of times that he was going to win, <laughs> even though I was pretty damn certain that Chris Jericho was going to win. There's a couple of spots where I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's going over. I can't believe this. 
Uh, but the numbers game, as usual with the JAS, overcame them and Jericho low blow behind the referee's back yep. and won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it was a great match. Mm. Really, really fun. Seek this out. It's fun. This would have been my match of the night had Martin and Phoenix not had a, a bit after. Absolutely. Samoa Joe is coming for someone on Rampage. I didn't write it down. <laughs> it's... Uh, uh, the, new, the DDT guys. All uh, I, cause you know what? I was distracted because he's holding his arm so weirdly. Oh, was he? He was holding it like this. And I was like, why? He's a tough guy. I'm a tough guy. My name is not how Samoa Joe sounds. And my name is Samoa <laughs> Joe. <laughs> um, so unfortunately, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I got distracted by his weird arms. I'm sure the chat is screaming at us what it is. Almost certainly, yeah. The Gun Club Jay went Angel. backstage uh, to give the acclaim some gifts. And it was scissors. And at first I was like, is that a threat? Yeah. But then, of course, the the way the Acclaim oh. shake hands is like that. Of course. And then they all started scissoring. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> I did not put two and two together. Yeah. <laughs> Are they like, going to stab someone? Because they were so happy about receiving scissors. I was like, what is going on here? But that, no, that makes sense. I, yeah, I... I like all of these people, so I'm I'm happy yeah. with that. That's great. I've just run and stick it in there <laughs> for the scissors. Uh, now we got the House of Black Vasty Blondes yeah. thing. So Vasty Blondes are out in the ring. That's Griff, Brian, and Julia. And Griff's cutting this promo. Mm. And the crowd are dead. And the mm. crowd are great all night. Mm. And it felt a bit WWE yeah. in that it just wasn't... It didn't feel like a normal person speaking. Mm. And they kept cutting to this guy in the crowd. Uh, I didn't write down his name. I believe it's the Denver, <coughs> Denver, Denver Broncos? No, Denver can't be the, Broncos. it can't be the Denver Broncos coach. He's a coach of the football team, I yeah, think. Who has close ties with the Pillman family. And he just started talking about how he got advice from that guy. Mm-hmm. And then he just went from about a five to a 12 of intensity. Yeah, yeah. And he chose to do it on the word enthusiasm. <laughs> Not the toughest of words. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, what are your three top characteristics in a job interview? I'm yeah. hardworking. Yeah. I've got enthusiasm yeah. and diligent. Yeah. So it's like... Imagine it's like, screaming enthusiasm. I'm hardworking. Yeah. Enthusiasm! <laughs> And I'm diligent. <laughs> so it was just, yeah, it didn't work. And then he calls out the House of Black because yep. they've had enough. The House of Black appear, awesome entrance as always. Yep. And then it just like, I don't know what, it just all felt awkward. Like everyone was waiting for someone else to do something. It was very odd. There was even a moment where Brian Pillman sort of went, hmm? like that. <laughs> it's like, what's going to happen? And then they, then they jumped yeah. him. But it, it it felt like he it and it it, it really didn't work. I don't know whether it, you know the commentary sort of went. Oh well, the House of Black have have taken advantage of that moment where mm. Brian Pillman's been to, and maybe that was all planned. But it completely undercut this incredible, scary entrance from the House of Black, um, and it made it seem like Brian Pillman was like, "What are these guys gonna do?" Uh, kind <laughs> of thing. And then they and they got beaten up, and it was very odd because also he just he just wanted to have a fight. Not yes. a match. He wanted to have a just a fight, which he then lost. And didn't even get started. <laughs> they threw him out the ring. Garrison's on the ground. 
and I think Malachi gives Julia yeah. Hart a chair. Mm. And this is four or five months. Julia mm. Hart's been walking around with this eye patch on, yeah. and everyone was like, "Okay, all right, okay, this I'm not moment. into this, but sure." Yeah, I want to see the resolution here. Mm-hmm. And she's got the chair, and she's gonna hit Griff Garrison with it. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, she's maybe she won't. Maybe she'll hit Brody King." Yeah, and she doesn't do any of that. She yeah. just drops the chair, and Death Triangle run down <laughs> and chase off the House of Black. Yep. And then, then we go to a Jade Cargill baddies promo. Then we come back to the ring, and Dante <laughs> Martin and Ray Phoenix are about to have a match. Yep. And Julia Hart is still there. <laughs> she hasn't left. But everyone else had left, hadn't they? Yeah, everyone else was gone. Everyone else was gone. It was just her. She just was sticking around. But why? Why? Yeah, just um, if they were trying something, it didn't work. No, no. I mean, to be honest, it would have been really nice if they just pulled the trigger on the whole Julia. Unless, like, unless for the pay-per-view, this is a match. Varsity Blondes and someone versus House of Black, which I don't think is a particularly good use of House of Black, but there mm. you go. Um, unless that was the case, and then they're going to pull the trigger on it then. But if they're going to add Julia Hart into the into the faction, which you imagine they would do, I imagine, because otherwise the poisoning of her mind kind of doesn't really mean anything if you mm. could just hit someone with a chair and then it stops. Yeah. It's not really magic then. It's just, yeah. If they are going to do it at the pay-per-view, then I suppose, but they should have just pulled the trigger now. It would yeah. have been much better. Yeah, it sort of deflated the crowd even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dante Martin and Ray Phoenix, it's the final Owen Hart Cup qualifier. And the crowd was still dead at the start. Yep. But they had such an insanely innovative match. To be honest, not to my tastes, mm. because I, you know, I usually prefer stuff with story and character. Mm. But this was so impressive. Yep. And particularly the one spot near the end where they do a Spanish fly off the top rope, land standing, but Phoenix still has his hand round Martin like, oh, I hit that move. What? Huh? He's still there. (laughs) Just insane. Like, it felt like that Kota Ibushi Will Ospreay spot Mm. where Ospreay just flips out of the top rope Hurricane Rana and is standing there and Kota Ibushi's there with that camera shot. Incredible match. And by the end, the whole crowd were... On their feet. Oh, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shouting, this is awesome. Mm. Which is absolutely correct. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was so good it made JR say out quickened at one point, <laughs> which is not a word. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I love this match. I prefer, you know, more character and story based matches, definitely. Mm. But um, oh, Ray Phoenix and Dante Martin are incredible. And I would love to watch them work together some more because they're yeah. great. Uh, Ray Phoenix, for me, last year was like one of my top wrestlers of the year. Mm -hmm. But he got injured and he lost that momentum. But since he came back last week or the week before, and now he's in the tournament, there's a part of me that just wants him to go on a tear Mm. and really sort of remind us that he's more than just Pentagon's tag team partner and brother, that he's a fantastic singles wrestler. I I think he's better than Pentagon now. Yeah, well, I think so. I think. I mean, do you know what? It, he would. He he would be a really interesting, very different choice for the winner of this tournament. Mm. Somebody who I don't think anybody's guessing. He, I think, is on the same side of the bracket as the Joker, 
which makes me think that he is yeah. not going to be getting through to the final. But he would be such a fun, mm. such a fun uh, winner um, to have. And I hope that I hope they keep it interesting enough that the Joker is not just somebody who's definitely going to get through to the final. I hope that they vary up their storytelling. But maybe in the first year they do it, they might yeah. just have it that the Jokers get through. What would you give this out of 100? This match? No, this show. Oh, this show. That, that's all the show, by the way, folks. Oh, oh yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Because we've already covered the last 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, oh, out of 100. Or out of five. Out of five is extrapolate. easier. Out of five, I'd say this is... Uh, I, think, I think I might be being... Maybe I'm being generous. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm being harsh. But I'm thinking it's a bang-on three-star show. Absolutely fine. I had an all right time. There were some good matches. There were some not as good matches. There were some fine promos. There were some very weird promos from Darby <laughs> Allen Singh. <laughs> a special night. <laughs> it's a special night. <laughs> yeah, I give it three out of five. I don't know what I. I, I guess I give it fifty out of a hundred then, but that feels harsher. Well, I, I, sixty out of a hundred. Yeah, sixty out of a hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too. It's, it's yeah. I gave it sixty-five percent. Wow. So. I see how it is. Sully hates it more. <laughs> this was the first episode of Dynamite that I ranked below the highest episode of Raw. Wow. Mm. Did not I I did I hated doing it, but <laughs> it Yeah. It felt like you know how some people's title reigns are, you know, they're a transitional champion. This felt like a transitional episode mm. of Dynamite. We were doing this to get through to the to the next week. Yeah. To the more interesting week. Without, without much story progression, hmm. I think that's what people like, and that's why the best, the best segment was probably the Wardlow segment yeah. because I really felt like, even though it's a very similar segment to last week or, or the last time I saw Wardlow, um, it was it was it furthered the story in a really interesting hmm. way. Also, when you've got MJF just talking, that's always good because the man's a genius. Hmm. He's oh, he's so good. So good on the mic. So yeah, I think that's 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 a lesson. If AEW need to learn a lesson here is is focus more on the storytelling than just backstage <laughs> segments where people say superlatives because it's not that's not interesting. Well, let's do our Patreon shout-outs before we get into your Omega chats. Yes. Yes. The Austin Nangano Escape. Oh, hi. That, oh, won't it? oh, hi, that Danish Mark. You know, um... Oh, oh hi there, Danish Mark. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. NJ Hornsberg. $100 man, C.D. Halver. Mad Mac, the Meat Father. Ryan Disco Stewart. The Kessel Run DX Solo. Superkick Nick Mizesco. Double L. Liam Leonard. Abdominal Michael Abbott. Spider-Man's greatest villain, Dr. Dark Seven. And Fantastic Mr. Good of... Uh, good, good, good old Fox. Good old Fox. <laughs> fantastic Mr. Good old Fox. Great. Uh, if you want a shout out on this very show, go to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk.
Let's do the rest of the questions from the document. <laughs> Here it is. Well, that's how you vamp, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Kajili says, Hey guys, have we got to the point where <coughs> excuse me, AEW can't use the new girls on the block and in the same period of time, WWE has made Paige, Alexa, the four horsewomen, Asuka, Bianca, and AEW only made Brit in the name time and get the fake Alexa off my screen, jam that jam. Also, with your comments on the women's division and how the tag champions are lost in the shuffle, is there a case for Tony being burnt out booking all of AEW and now Ring of Honor as well as running his other companies? The bots thing, another symptom of burnout. Well, you know what? On that point, I met somebody who's worked with Tony Khan when I was out in America. But it was, it was a personal assistant to Tony Khan. Mm. And he said Tony Khan is, A, a lovely man, mm. uh, which I was not surprised no. at at all. Not surprised in the slightest. He said he's really nice to work for. But what he said is he uh, he does he just does too much. <laughs> he does too much. He's got a football club to run. Yeah. He's got an American football team to run. He's got now two, two wrestling promotions that he's booking all of these different uh, programs for. I think that it would be great if he gave at least Ring of Honor to somebody else. Um, that would be really, really, really helpful. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. Yeah, because I do, I do feel like my AEW has become diluted, mm -hmm. and I want to protect that. Yeah, and I think the way to do that is is for Tony to get other people on board. Maybe he already has. Maybe we're suggesting things that have actually already happened behind the scenes. Yeah. And actually, those people just aren't, <laughs> aren't great. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Tem Rizza. I think it comes down to a mix of presentation that AEW does. Goes from an entertainment style to a sport at New Japan style. The ROH women's match was sport-based style. Book spot on the card. Book spot on the card. Oh, the sports. It was a sport-based style book spot on the card <laughs> no sports entertainment story needed just straight competition mm -hmm. i get that on paper mm -hmm. um for me that it obviously didn't work yeah and i could have seen that not working mm -hmm. so that's why i think it's a booking mistake yeah Cocobian 131. Huh, only two, three ultra chats about the women's booking. Same amount of effort aew puts into the division <laughs> sally what's going on with chelsea oh this is in the the chat i'll give a quick thing about Chelsea I haven't got a clue it's a nightmare it's very stressful I just want us to be owned by somebody please there we go not going to get a a kickstarter going <laughs> a couple of chums a couple honestly, of Chelsea chums honestly if you guys could set up a kickstarter for me to run Chelsea <laughs> all we need is four billion pounds that's all we need easy Brian Moore the men's division had Omega, Moxley and Jericho to build around while the new guys gain experience where the women had all relatively new people and like what Big Swell said, there's little help given to the inexperienced. It's kind of sink or swim on your own talent. Mm. Mark says, wonder if Hangman's attitude is due to the haters like Ollie. I'm not a hater. <laughs> the, millenni the millennial cowboy sees everyone online saying it's time for punk and assuming punk wins. Now Hanger is making himself fiery and combative with something to prove to the audience, not just himself. Mm. I like that as a motivation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You all like think it. punk's going to win. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Banana Whammer 7. Two out of five show overall for Ooh. me. Nothing too monumental happened. A few week segments and a mid-main event. I like to think the story with Hangman is he earns his title shot, overcoming insecurity, wins it by gaining confidence. 
and then loses it with overconfidence. That's, mm. yeah, very good. <coughs> very good, yes. Oh, I like that journey. Yes. Yeah. But he, he's not sort of like underplaying punk. No, 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 no. But... but that is a cool story. Yeah, yeah. The Guilty Hat. To me, CM Punk fans have been the biggest heels in wrestling for the last five years. I take that personally. <laughs> So go Hangman. You cut all the you people promos you want. Slightly more into the match now. Still want Punk as far away from the title as possible, but that's just me. Hmm. Uh, Rodney Edwards. This is my first Omega chat, and yesterday was my first ever AEW Dynamite wrestling show, and it was great. I got to see John Moxley walk by me before he got jumped by the butcher. Great. That sounds like you're properly in the splash zone yeah. of SeaWorld there, because butcher just went... <laughs> Like attacked him from out of nowhere. 100%. That would be terrifying. Oh, that must be so exciting, though. <laughs> Riot DR, been a member for two months. I love everyone involved in the story, but the revolving door of storytelling for the House of Black is ridiculous. Just same. Uh, Mr. Gajilli, the reason why the crowd was dead during the House of Black stuff is because they know they are watching bootleg Alexa Bliss and need this to end. Julia needs to get another character. She's a heart. Use it especially with the Owen tournament. So Mr. Kajili really, really feels passionately, because he says it a lot to us, mm -hmm. uh, that Julia Hart is a rip-off Alexa Bliss character. Right, I see. But I don't I don't see anyone also thinking that. No. no. That's Mr. Kajili's opinion. Yeah, that's fine. Riot DR. Hey, yo. Dante versus Phoenix was everything my inner wrestling fan swoons over. I swear gravity is only a suggestion to these guys. I also must say, Jeff Hardy, whom I love and respect, has the heaviest swanton going today. I'd still take it, but still. <laughs> what, a, what a weird little bit at the end. <laughs> oh, that's really good. I like the way that he said that. <laughs> Frank Botello would have preferred Dax versus Joe. Wish me luck on getting tickets to Forbidden Door tomorrow. Jam that jam. Good mm. luck. So tickets go on sale tomorrow. That's exciting. Mm. I mean, oh. Hey, can we all go out to Chicago and watch Forbidden Door? Probably not. Great. <laughs> uh, watch it on the telly. <laughs> Here. Yeah, probably. Right in this room. Yeah. Live reactions. <laughs> go, go, go. Go, go see Kabean one three one. MJF has to release Wardlow and try to give him a ninety day non compete clause. Mm -hmm. I love that story, but it would derail a lot of the, uh, yeah. the sort of momentum. Edgar Carrasco, Menberg for six months. MJF is definitely going to love Ollie and his hairline now that he confused Long Island, New York, with Rhode Island State. Mm. Oh no! Don't. <laughs> Because <laughs> I saw that tweet from MJF, and I think I think Luke put it best when he said simultaneously ruining and making Ollie's day. Yeah, <laughs> the hairline one. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're best mates. It's all we can just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, yeah. All, Just pants it. <laughs> uh, P.S. I'm genuinely here for Jar Jar Brown. Jam that jam. Thanks so much. <laughs> oh yes, yes. I forgot I was dubbed that the other day. <laughs> I... <laughs> Maybe not my favourite nickname, but there you go. Jacob Smith. Listen here, Ollie, you handsome devil, you. I've been manifesting trios titles to AEW all year. Don't you dare sign them over to WWE on the Raw Review when there's a perfectly good BCC right there. Also, hi, Sully. Wait. Pay no attention to the Sullivan. <laughs> 
um, yes, I think WWE should do trios titles. Really? Because AEW is so obviously going to introduce them. Yeah. It's just such a wonderful dick move. <laughs> it really would. It really would be. It really would be. Oh. Plus, Jacob Smith has been pushing for them for like a year now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Radu Tanasi, Menberg for two months. Hello, Wrestle Talk. My first ever super chat. Good to see you. Can you rank the four pillars from best to worst? Mine is from number one. Yep. MJF, mm-hmm. Darby, mm-hmm. Jungle Boy, Sammy. At, <coughs> at the moment, yes. I think a couple of months ago, I would have put Sammy above Jungle Boy. Maybe actually, no, Jungle Boy was really good a couple of months ago. Both Jungle Boy and Sammy are yeah, flailing. Yeah, changeable, aren't they? Yeah. But definitely number one and two MJF, Darby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some people consider Britt Baker a, a fourth pillar. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's actually more deserving as we, mm. at, at the moment, I would say that she's a lot more entertaining. Yeah. Uh, Sadie Degenhausen. Hello, beautiful fancy boys. Hope you're both well. One of my favorite things to do during Dynamite is to think what the W, the, the Wrestle Talk title is going to be. And I really thought it was going to be Wang Man Heel Turn. Still enjoyed the show. 79% just for confused Julia. <laughs> Mark. That ass claimed have arrived. <laughs> That's good. Uh, speaking of five-man groups, if AEW don't get full LAX, what if they took advantage of you to be an best of the Super Juniors to free up Mox Danielson to join Kingston? Pro wrestlers versus JAS plus Eddie and Mox oh, have an established friendship. That's That's very good. That's lovely. And we've we've said from the start, JS Sports Entertainment, Blackpool mm-hmm. Combat Club, Pro Wrestling. Yep. It's a clash of wrestling ideology. Yep. That's good. Mm. Charles Berg. I'm allowed my hot takes. Maybe what I said was harsh, but it was funny. So I stand behind my wish.com burn. I'd like to be known that I'm on the record saying I love AEW, and it's still a very fun show week to week, but the bad stuff this week was capital B bad. You are allowed your hot takes. That is fair. And your wish.com thing was very funny. <laughs> Plan R. As it stands right now, I wouldn't pay for double or nothing. There is nothing going on in AEW that I would pay $50 American for. An AEW pay-per-view is right around the corner and I don't care enough to buy it. Hope they turn this around fast. Mm. Punk versus Hangman. <laughs> yes. I mean, that match is going to be... Incredible. I think also the MJF Wardlow match is going to be great. I get that the whole card is not as exciting as previous AEW cards by any means. (coughs) Also, I didn't realise it's 50 US dollars. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like it's a lot cheaper over here. Always has been, yeah. Yeah. Like the old WWE pay-per-views here would be like 15, 20 quid. But over there it would be $50 generally. Yeah, it's it's about 15, 20 quid to watch an (laughs) AEW pay-per-view. Very reasonable, that's yeah. fine. Bloody hell. <laughs> Cost of living crisis. <laughs> Tem Ruzza, if they need a bad week to prepare for the next two big pay-per-view show runs coming up, then I'll be fine with it. The Joker excites me, was a great page promo, and I love Cole and Regal on, on commentary. Sully, mm-hmm. UEFA final will be great. Double or nothing, same weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, uh, the Champions League final. Well, Chelsea aren't in it, so dumb math. Also, New Japan is back and strong. Don Taku was great, and Bullet Club is so damn good again. Forbidden Door tickets will sell out instantly this weekend. Building won't be empty like that Muppet said. Wardlow versus Cobb. Uh, GTS versus GTS. 
Oh, yeah, Kenta versus Punk. Mm. Uh, Stardom, AEW, Impact, Josie Pro Show, please. Mm. <coughs> Matt Carney. To use a relationship metaphor, AEW has for a while occupied the role of the saviour partner, saving us from the abusive partner that was WWE. Mm -hmm. We have given them a hero position, we are reluctant to criticise them, and are hyper-grateful. This is unhealthy. You know what? Damn, Matt. I feel like you struck deep into my psyche there. (laughs) (laughs) That's... um... Yeah, I, you know what? There might be something in that. I mean, obviously, that you know, that is a uh, you know, to a very real relationship uh, dynamic. But like, there is something in us putting AEW on a pedestal, and as mm. soon as they aren't necessarily perfect, we yeah, you know, we we kick them way too hard, or, or defend them way too much. We defend them way too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, scent of a Wookiee. I was hoping for a Julia Hart turn and for her to cut a promo on the blonde's possessive behaviour towards her. Oh well. Wardlow's really ha- uh, Wardlow's really had to topple some giants these last weeks. Lucky for him, somehow MJF doesn't know handicap matches are a thing. <laughs> that would have been bad. Yeah. Well, Campbell, I think the issue with the main event is something I've noticed about certain parts of the overall wrestling fandom. Some people assume that everyone watches everything and everyone knows what everything and everyone are. Mm-hmm. I think Tony Khan fell into that. He can do. Mm. He really, really can do. I remember it, um, might be when the Butcher and the Blade was first like introduced. Yeah. And it was, you know, <laughs> it had it, it was that classic thing of the lights out, lights up again. And then. As far as most casual fans were concerned, some random guys appeared with some crazy facial hair. (laughs) (laughs) And they started doing stuff, and that was interesting. But it was like there was no pop at all Mm. from the crowd. And so he can fall into that trap quite a lot. And the Ring of Honor announcement initially. Yeah. And I was surprised by how many people were just like, I don't care. I was like, oh, yeah, you should have had like a video package to explain stuff. Yeah. Uh, Noah Fortner. I may have been high while watching Dynamite for the past few weeks, but I'm fairly certain I've seen the same backstage women's segment with Britt, Ruby, Jamie and Tony for like the fourth time. Or maybe I'm just high. That sentence is a very high sentence. Yeah. You've said high like three times. (laughs) Also, for some reason, that one backstage segment with the Ass Boys and the Acclaimed made me laugh and actually enjoy the Ass Boys for once. But again, maybe I was just high. (laughs) This guy's really high. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah you're, you're really high. <laughs> you're really high. And you know what? Everyone knows. And you're going to be high forever. <laughs> uh, Will Campbell, I know who Deanna and Mercedes are, but only because I've consumed hours and hours of wrestling and wrestling news content. There are probably a lot who haven't. And so that's where I think the booking <coughs> last night fell flat. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, it's my job. Mm. I wasn't into the match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know exactly who both women are. I know their histories. Yeah. But within the context of AEW, they don't mean anything. Yeah. It was a real shame. Uh, Sadie Deganhausen again. Back to say again that if Pillman was in the ring, Julia would have smashed him with the chair. I know my mm. girl. Wish she'd joined them. Like, why wouldn't you want to join the House of Black? They're so cool. I need Hangy to win Cowboy Champ forever. Yeah, I agree uh, with all of that. J.S. Wooten. Ollie, you are so out of the mainstream with this review that it strains credulity. If you aren't going to pay attention to any dark matches and continue to think that unless it's on TV, it doesn't matter, you shouldn't be reviewing a product you don't understand. 
I, I don't think that's I don't watch fair. dark and dark elevation generally <laughs> unless there's a really good match. Yes. Um, but, but I, I think that's what most people. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly the sort of thinking that we were just criticizing Tony Khan for. Yeah. Actually, and I, I know what's happening on dark. I read the reports. Yeah. Um, I know who's featured on there. I know there was a power cut. Yeah. On ramp on like uh, the tapings. Mm. No, that was actually rampage. But like cheeseburger's been on top. I know what. To, I, why am I justifying <laughs> myself to you? Yeah, you know what's going on. Um, I think you're out of the mainstream chess. <laughs> Hector Rodriguez. This was from yesterday's prediction stream, guys. My jam that jam shirt just arrived. Also, Adam should put the titles on the table so they aren't heavy. Also, have fun, guys, with the stream Sunday. Oh, thank you. I'm really very much looking forward to it. And uh, and yeah, I I think I have a small chance of winning. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'll definitely be there. Uh, we just have one last one come mm. in. Fran Chili, I'm so happy right now that I just got my tickets for Forbidden Door. It does not matter how bad Ollie's takes on AWR. Ollie, let the guys go to Chicago. I'll buy everyone lunch. Well, there you go. That's one expense. We're about $40 in. <laughs> it's one expense down. Yeah. Which one is it? Hmm? The air. Uh, the air is... is the middle one, I think? I think you can just hit all of them. You sure? Oh. It's on? Yep. Oh, yeah, that doesn't control anything serious. <laughs> like, oh, my God, my dad, that's not my <laughs> All right, have a nice show, boys. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Oh. Should we do the outro as well? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that... This is the outro. Okay, great. Yeah, so... <laughs> We're already here. Yeah, but because I did the clap, like, that's the edit point. Great. If you just heard all that, that was our editor, Rich. Yeah. Who came in, uh, sat down on the floor for five minutes yeah. while we were doing the intro bit. Mm. All he had to do was turn off a light switch. <laughs> I thought it was something way more serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like, oh, by the way, I haven't told you about this, about the mixing desk or something like that. Yeah. But no, he just... It was it was as loud to come in as it would have been to switch off the light switch. Mm. I suppose he didn't want to turn off the computer. Well, I don't know what the lights why a light switch would <laughs> would interfere with that. Really he <laughs> is one of like the most technically able people I know. <laughs> like switch. even beyond like if you want a Windows thing fixed, yeah. that's that's rich. That's not a lorry thing. Yeah. Yet he thought the light switch would turn <laughs> off the computer. <laughs> Worrying, isn't it? <laughs> so I am going to see Doctor Strange immediately after this. Oh, that'd be great. Mm. That's a really good way to get away from your stressful, stressful day. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, that'll be a nice, Yeah, just forget about it all in the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. What are, what's your feelings on the MCU? Of course, you're, you've yeah. bullied Tom Dolland in the past. Absolutely, I bullied him, made mm. him cry. Um, but... Uh, I actually I, I like it a lot, and I am looking forward to Doctor Strange. Mm. I uh, I don't like these film snobs who come out and say, "Oh, these aren't films." I'm looking at you, you Scorsese, <laughs> <laughs> brave enough to say it. Yeah, Scorsese, you don't know what you're talking about. It's about time someone challenged that man. <laughs> finally, finally, I'm glad it's me that's finally done it. Yeah. Um, no, they're great films. It's so much fun. What I love about Marvel, I think they've done it so much better than than 
DC in a number of ways, but one of the best things about it is that they don't go like, oh, this is another superhero film, this is another superhero film. This is like, here's our Marvel heist movie with Ant-Man mm. and here's our like psychedelic stuff with Doctor Strange. And, you know, all of these, I, I like that they go for like almost genre films with each of their different things. I think it's great. I think it's a mark of confidence. Yeah. Yeah, they're not just making the action movie super... And like, that, would, that was a very good foresight because... Mm. That'd make the superhero fatigue set in even quicker. Oh, absolutely. I guess DC are kind of doing it now, with Batman being a detective movie. Yep. Joker being a sort of psychological drama. Yeah. If anything. Yeah. Uh I you know, I'm not one of those film snobs. Uh just uh, just separate though, I I did watch the Palm Door winner <laughs> Titan at oh, the yeah. weekend. How was that? You seen that? You seen that one? <laughs> no, you know what? I haven't seen that one. I'm afraid. Are you I'm remotely aware of what it's about? No, no, no. It's about and this is so French. A woman get impregnated by a car and and then she kind of she she pretends to be a teenage boy who's run away from home. She mm -hmm. like breaks her nose to look like him and gets adopted by the family that's missing their son and then sort of Yeah. Spoiler gives birth to a robot baby. <laughs> to watch this film it's uh it's challenging yeah <laughs> it's a challenging watch it's a lot going the on the trailer makes it look really punky and like yeah and it is very punky yeah and then you watch it, you're like oh my god yeah That's... this is i knew it was a film about a car getting a woman pregnant <laughs> and it is it's it's still exceeding my expectations <laughs> in barminess how many how many stars are you giving it can you, you know give what? it a star rating? this is interesting after immediate watch, I was like mm -hmm. three, three and a half. Yeah. Like I respect that it was made because that was zany, mm. but real real time enjoyment, three and a half. Yeah, I have not stopped thinking about it. <laughs> so it's popped up to a four. Oh, it's wow. a retrospect four. Oh, that's mm. that's good. I love it. I love a film <laughs> that makes you change your mind because it's like what was it? Uh, a boy called Christmas. You watched that? No, it's a Christmas film. With, with an amazing British cast I watched over the Christmas period and during the film I was like yes yeah, it's a two three star film and then the last scene of the film made it a four star film because it was how you leave them oh oh I was like oh my god I've never seen a film change my mind so much but now I you know just gave me those tingles and I was like yeah you can't give it less than four I can't wait to watch that in about six months when it's seasonally appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't watch it now. <laughs> Please don't. remind me. Well, that's yeah. all we've got time for today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us a little iTunes review. And, of course, stick around tomorrow because we've got Adam and Denise mm. with the magazine show. Pete and I think SP3 are doing Smackdown. And Sully returns to face Adam Blompier for the Jam That Championship at WrestleMania. Backlash, backlash, jam that jam. Jam that 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.